You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. It's Black History Month, motherfuckers. Jesus, didn't know she was going there so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 61. Episode 61 of the People's Podcast. I am your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. Hey, people. It's Amber Nicole here. And it's your boy. MJ. Oh, ooh, not MJ. <laughs> Are you MJ for Black History Month? No. Oh. I would want to be. Who am I going to be for Black History Month? Oh, my God. I don't know. All right. Okay, let's start over. Now let's start it's over. Give <laughs> <laughs> away Langston Hughes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be Mahalia Jackson. Uh, Langston. <laughs> I'm going to have to be, uh, what's my sis name? <laughs> Shirley Chisholm. No, I'm yes, the there people. we go. Okay. That's right. That's Happy crazy. Black History Month to the people and welcome to this blackly black 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 ass podcast. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm blackity black and black black, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 61. Thank y'all for tuning in. Mm. We have um missed you all. Yes. Uh, we took a week off last week. Last week was just a heavy busy like it, should, it was an overwhelming week Sure We needed some time But it is so good to be Back in the studio Once again With none other but the uncle Of the rock Uncle Rizzy Yeah Uncle Ra is here And we here to record another episode Of the People's Podcast So um, we usually start every episode With a segment called Happy Hour And we like to propose a toast so what we're gonna do is raise this bottle like um, my friend raised Simba over that rock. Yeah, and, so, and touch the bottle, friend. My friends are crazy. Cheers, Cheers to happy hour. Cheers to another episode of the People's Podcast. Who would like to start happy hour this week? I'll start. Okay, girl. Um, so as Asia mentioned, it's been well. January was heavy AF. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all say that. Um, obviously, on behalf of the right. podcast, right? R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Gigi. R.I.P. All of those who lost their lives in the tragic accident that went on last month. Um, one thing I wanted to say to that was I know a lot of people were affected by that. Mm-hmm. And this isn't to get too far into the show, but don't feel bad if you felt affected by that because that was a real thing. And Kobe yeah. was a real person who was d- like who was a, an integral part of our lives, even when we didn't even like realize it. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people out there were feeling like a little weird by being sad of his passing. Um, so, you know, just wanted to throw that out there at the top of the show. Yes. Um, feel your feels. Yeah, absolutely. Feel all of your feelings, man. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say was January does not dictate the rest of your 2020. Mm-hmm. So don't think that, you know, and, and aside from the tragedy, if, if there have been some things that have been not going your way or you haven't been reaching your resolutions that you, like you thought you would, um, it's okay. It's a new month. We got 11 more of these things yes. and then 12 more after that. So keep doing you. You're the shit. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. You're doing the best that you fucking can, and nobody could beat you. So I mean, yeah. Um, as far as work, work is work. Work has been extremely busy for me lately, which 
I'm going to choose not to complain because for once I'm actually feeling like I'm earning my title at my job. So that's cool. Um, but obviously with that comes a lot more work. So I've been way more busy at work than normal. Um, secondly, uh, I'm about to make two years in my job on oh, the 12th, which is crazy. It seems like I just started there. But um, yeah, that's exciting. Um, again, stepping into bigger roles, uh, taking on more responsibility, um, today, one of the new employees in my department asked me, hey, who's in charge of this? And I'm like, well, technically, that's me. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it's like the first time it kind of came full circle um, where I'm actually able to take, take, you know, take things by the horns, I guess, um, and show people that I, I am worthy of the coint. Uh, oh, no, that's right, That friend. they need to be paying me. Okay. So, um, that's that with work. Um other than that, I'm really happy to be in a studio today. Like sometimes, like last week, sometimes you know you don't be feeling it. I'll right. be honest, like mm, I ain't feeling it. Right. But I was really excited to come here today, and I haven't felt this feeling in a long time. And that's I think it's really important to yeah. press restart and, and reset yourself mm-hmm. um, from the monotony of life. Yeah. So whatever that may be, whether it's taking a weekend trip, whether it is taking a day off from work. Um, it was a meme going around right now that says, um, life is too short. Use your PTO today. Um, okay. Like, you know, we, we gotta love the life that we live in because it's the only one we gonna get. So, um, hopefully those words meant something to somebody, some of the people listening. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for listening to us week after week. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, that was dope. Um, two things. Somebody brought um, something to mind when it came to the Kobe situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize it until they said it. They were just like, yo, one good thing about that was um, everyone didn't have to, they didn't die alone. And, mm-hmm. and all the children had a parent. Mm. So it was just like, I mean, I guess that was like a, a good thing. A silver lining, so to speak. Still the silver lining on it, um, which was nice. I mean, you know, rest in peace to all those that were in the helicopter mm-hmm. um, accident. And um, condolences to the family yes. of those in there as well. Uh, my week was really, really um, good. Uh, I feel like um, I really didn't have a really bad uh, January because um, it was it was. It was dope. Uh, I mean, you know, there's different obstacles you're mm-hmm. being tested. Um, but when you are, when you know that you're reaching a different level or you are at a different level, you sh- you understand that there will be different tests that, that people place in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they were tests, I hopefully I passed them. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were people that tried it mm-hmm. um, and there are people that are still trying it. Um, and I will... Um, continue to consult the higher power mm-hmm. and tap into that because listen to me I sometimes Talk you, you want to take it back to when we was back on the streets when we was my, on the streets when, when we had a curfew when oh. the street lights came out <laughs> like yo try me let a nigga try, try me, me try me, me. 
Yo, yeah. you you know you always on family. family. Right. <laughs> right. Like you sat up there like you know, on your birthday wasn't wasn't the only time you you wished that somebody tried you. Mm. Like from the wishing nigga was. I uh-huh. wish you would. Oh, that's a case of comedy. <laughs> right. So I mean like yo, it's it's crazy. Um but nonetheless, I had a great I had a good week, you know. Um it's Thursday. I got to mm. see my friends. I mean, I got I am happy that you guys are listening to um our the sound of our voices uh, so i mean like that's it like i really don't have a really a happy i'm just really happy and appreciative happy to, be, to here. be here um being in the presence of the the living and Amen. and able to have another opportunity to make an impact on the world mm-hmm. and the world and not let anyone cloud my space mm. so i just really do appreciate all of you guys out there and if no one told you today they loved you let me and let the people podcast tell you it first we love you and ain't shit you could do about it beloved um Shout out to the happy hours. Shout out to um, this nice shalala that we are sipping on this evening as well. Out the Lieutenant. Shout out to Lieutenant, Shout out to Lieutenant. Yes, cheers, friend. Salutes to you. All right, so I don't know. Happy hour, right? Cool. Last weekend, I went to um, my other home, the city of Philadelphia, um, which I... And Joe would like to call the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Mm-hmm. I was out there in Philadelphia. Yeah, ring the bell, friend. <laughs> well, I can't find it. <laughs> he was looking for it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I went to Philly. My intentions of going there was to check out um, my step team, which I'm an alum and I of. Uh, they had their yearly step or die competition. Um, I heard it was great. I did not get to go by there. Um, well, I, I went like I went by there, but I, I didn't watch the show. I just showed my face to the people. But um, I took a friend of mine with me. We had a really, really, really good time. And um, we just went to like different landmarks in Philly, had dinner. My best friend and her boyfriend actually drove up. Um, and met us because they live in South Jersey. So um, they're just like 20, 30 minutes away from Philly. Um, so they came and met us and we had a great time. When I tell you a great time, like I have to tell my friends the stories um, later because it's a lot. Not a lot, but like I'm not going to sit up here and use up my whole happy hour for that. Um, was in Philly, came back, went to work this week. Work has been absolutely in every shape, way, and form possible. So fucking trash. Like, Ooh. work has been terrible to where I have, um, I took a day off yesterday just because I'm like, yo, I'm not about to sit up here and rack my brain and be up here and my nerves and stressed out. Like, I'm gonna take a day. That job gonna be there tomorrow. And when I got there today, the job was there today. Was so, um, you know, work is shit show. Um, but I'm just glad to be in the studio um, with my friends. Like Amber was saying earlier, like this is the first time in a long time I've been super duper excited just to be here, just to see my friends, see Uncle Ra. You know, it, it just sometimes you need to regroup a little bit. And when you on go constantly, constantly, and then the world is still happening around you, you can get exhausted. You could be like tired. I remember last week when it was time for us to record, I'm like, 
I can't even think about speaking anything. Like, I don't want to talk to any, like, not that I don't want to talk to my friends, but I don't want to talk about nothing. Like, I just want to be quiet. I want to be rested. I want to do something else. But that was the first time in a long time that it really hit me. Like, sometimes potting can feel like work. And, like, you could get a little tired, but it's okay. I'm being transparent with y'all. Of course, I like to get up here and talk to y'all every week and then listen back to the show. But I'm a human being, and, you know, things, you know, I get tired. But anyway, we're here now today recording this fabulous show in the wonderful month of black history. Um, We get an extra day for it this month because it is a leap year. So we got 29 motherfucking days of this shit. Y'all better be. Y'all, let me tell you. I said to myself every day, I'm just going to post this same black black history video on my page because it make me happy during black history month. So I did it last night. I'm going to do it again tonight. And y'all going to start to see on my page, you know, that video that I keep posting because it make me happy. Um, But that's it. Speaking of black history, we like to do a segment on the podcast every week uh, or every other week. Sometimes we might skip a week, but it's called Thriving Wild Black. I think each of us has some Thriving Wild Black shout-outs this week. I don't know which one of my friends might want to start or I can start and y'all can follow up. Joe, you got yours ready? I have mine ready if not. Okay. Um, so, you, you have it? Okay. No. Um, so, I wanted to shout-out a young woman who is from Jersey City, as you guys know or may not know. Um, each of us, uh, Joe, Asia, and I, we are all, sorry, as I fix my mic, we are all um, <clears throat> Jersey City natives. So I wanted to shout out this young lady. I actually don't know her personally, but I've been hearing a lot about her Um through mutual friends just people supporting her um and she recently had a grand opening in jersey city her name is naquasia i'm gonna get her last name in a second um hold on i'm just gonna pull up her article but anyways uh her name is naquasia and she's from jersey city she has just had her grand opening of Quaz Creative Art Center mm. and this is something that I've never seen before and me being a creative is super dope to have somebody to create a space for those creative children to go to and express their creative freedom as opposed to being subject to whatever their envi- environment may subject them to um, especially that of Jersey City her creative center is located i want to say it's on the hill yes it's on um ocean ocean forest Forest. yeah Mm -hmm. so it's on uh 758 ocean avenue in jersey city new jersey um i'm just gonna read her uh about us section uh from her well her i'll read her mission so the mission of quas creative art center so here we go quas creative art center is a well-respected and thriving art center in jersey city new jersey we've got a history of commitment toward our families and mostly the children of our community while we're dedicated to producing our own art and community art we're also devoted to bringing the creativity out in our children and parents offering classes to adults teens and children 
in both group settings and private lessons there's something for there's something for anyone looking to foster their inner love for art we strive to instill creativity and teach form and function to all artists and guests that come to choir's creative center seeking a fun relaxing and well well well-rounded artistic experience and let me tell you something being an artist and being black growing up wasn't always i guess the the cool thing right Mm. wanting to i'm sorry aspiring to be an artist isn't always no matter what race you are isn't always um praised especially by your parents because of the starving artist stereotype right basically what kind of job are you going to work at being an artist without having to sell your own creation so to speak so by this young lady uh creating this art center she is giving a platform for not only young children and adults and teenagers to not feel ashamed by having that inner artist right or that inner love for art but she's also having like she's also created a safe space for us to go to um again instead of allowing our environment to suck us in to you know the sometimes we're gonna be keep it g's the sometimes negative uh that it can be so just an example of the events that she has at her art center one is called sip paint and dance this is obviously an adult um event and it's actually tonight and it includes everything. The tickets are 35 bucks. There's also a slime fest for children oh. coming up this weekend. She's having a Valentine's Kids prom on uh, February 14th with a DJ, activities. Tickets only 20 bucks. Like, how dope is that to have something for your kids to do, you know, on these days? So, I just want to shout her out because why not shout out someone who's doing great freaking things from our own city? And not only that, it's helping to close that pipeline of school to prison um just by giving you know children a different outlet and a different outlook on life and to show them that there's more things out there than being a rapper or being a hustler or standing on the corners whether it's raining sunshine snow or sleet you know there's other things to life um creating cultured children i think it's really important to give children experiences and this is definitely something that'll do that so many kudos to you uh Miss Nakwaja, I wish I had her last name. I don't see her full name on here. But if you guys are interested in learning more about it, her website is www.quazcreativeartcenter. That's Q-U-A-S, creativeartcenter.com. Has all the information on events and what she's all about and, you know, how she got started and things like that. So mm-hmm. shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to Quaz Creative Creations. I rolled past that building um, one day last week and I saw it and I remember her name because I follow her on Instagram and I'm like wow she got this whole building I was like super like just proud to even see that so shout out to her what about you Joe? so I have the pleasure of um, today honoring as um, TWB a young man that I went to college with and you know it's a it's an honor it's a privilege and an honor <laughs> to um know some dope people um so many people in different capacities and that just uh lets me know that I'm doing the right thing because the people around me are growing and I'm growing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a privilege. Um, one of this, um, this young man, sorry, um, came into Seton Hall 
after us and um we did have this group of guys that uh that came in after us that we they were like mentors or they called us we called them our little brothers and they looked up to us um believe it or not they probably um i kind of look to them as well because all of them that came in after us are really doing a great thing mm. um so um, the young man that I'm going to um, shout out today is his his name is Laquan Ford. Um, and he has a book that's coming out, um, I believe, in the next couple weeks. Mm. Uh, and it's called Bandages and Cologne. Um, and, and the book is more so about. I'm intrigued. Right. That's a great title. Mm-hmm. The The book is it's about uh, it, about many poems that's about love, hurt self-discovery and grief it deals with the process of surviving and healing and it takes you on a journey through self-discovery um it's nice to look on a shelf and see someone that i know number one Mm -hmm. number two it's a privilege to see that they look just like me Mm -hmm. and i can reach out and say what's up um, I'm doing this whole big thing for those of you that may f- be following me on Instagram. Um, whereas I shout out those people of the past that have been very influential in my life and my like bandages and cologne um, self-discovery. Uh-huh. Um, but also those that are walking in the same pathway mm-hmm. because you know one thing that I'm learning with the, the death of Kobe is that you have to give the people their roses while they're alive so they can smell them because mm-hmm. there's no need for there's no use for the flowers but make them look make your cats look pretty and <laughs> your <grave laughs> look good when you when you die they can't right. really smell them yeah. but um it's the fact that i'm shouting you out letting you know that i see you and just like um amber has always said it doesn't cost to shout someone out it doesn't cost to support someone like if you just just say shouting someone's business out or shouting someone's book out, you just letting them know that I see you, sis. Mm-hmm. Right. I see you, bro. And at that moment in time, they may be down and out or maybe anxious because I know my bro is is like he's having anxiety because this book mm-hmm. this book launch is coming up very very soon. Um, he will be touching cities like. Uh, hold on one second. I'm coming to you. He he will be touching cities. Oh, he's touching several cities. So in the month of February, he will be um premiering himself in Newark, Harlem, Brooklyn. In March, he's going to be coming to Philadelphia and D.C. And in April, he will be going. He will be coming from um going to Atlanta and L.A. Good for him. So, so he's doing awesome. a whole book tour. So he's right. doing a whole book tour. So you know, I am happy that my bro is out here how can uh, we find him um you can find him on um ig mm-hmm. and say that the people's podcast sent you um you can find him on ig at q underscore sadiq that's q underscore s-a-d-e-e-k sadiq on ig.com um i will keep you guys posted on if he has any other date the dates um, whenever they have the dates available, I will keep you guys posted. So I'm um, send us some books. We trying to do a review. Right. right. You can. Um, the books will be available on Amazon and I believe Kindle as well. Nice. So, I mean, you know, if you're looking for a good read, because, you know, the month of January is over and, you know, 
Ironically, I read one book in the month of January. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to keep the trend. I'll read another book in the month of February. So if you guys are looking for a good read look, and you like poetry, um, tune in and um, purchase Bandages and Cologne. Nice. Very lit. What's up with you, my sis? Oh, my Thriving Wild Black this week goes to um, the lovely ladies of Elegant Step Team out of Temple University's main campus. Um, because my ladies are just flourishing and they have progressed and have done so much. I am an alumni of the Ladies of Elegance Step Team. They are the only non-Greek step team on Temple University's campus. Um, they are they pride themselves and their mission is to um, engage women more in scholarship women empowerment and community service so that was like our three main things that we used to do um well they still do i used to do when i was there and i was just very happy at just the the place where they held step or die so like i remember when we used to do step or die we used to do step or die in in um in mitten hall which was a which was a building on the campus and mitten hall was just like this historic kind of building and they had like an open space that looked like a hall that you would rent for a party and we would put chairs in there and it'll fit maybe like 50 to 75 people mm-hmm. these girls sold out this brand new building in temple uh, at, on temple's campus it was built after i left um sold out five thousand seats oh good for them five thousand seats in this hall um in this in this building it's like a building where they could um they have classes in it but it's a huge hall for like meetings and big like people um will come and do comedy shows and stuff Mm. there five thousand seats sold out and it's because they had this when they do step or die you always um you also invite people from other schools other teams from other schools like a, they bring people with them it's a competition it's okay. called step or die it's a competition it's like you got served yes Pretty but for is step there only um non-greek organizations or are greek organizations a, a um part of it too? yeah they can come too nice. yeah greek organizations can come too um but yeah, they. I, I'm just so impressed. I'm just so like elated just to be a part of the LOE legacy because I remember the struggle when we was stepping. Like we was stepping where people didn't want us to step, but like we never like let that shit mess. Like we did what we did. We did stuff for the community, but it was a struggle. And to see what that little that step or die competition when I was there, we only did three of them. While I was there, it started when I was there, and mm-hmm. now it's it's 2020, and Step or Die has like 5,000 people there, and people coming from across the country to come step mm-hmm. at LOE Step Show, and I was so proud to see that they was actually on the uh, Tamara Hall show this week. Uh, Tamara Hall is also an alum of Temple University, but the girls, I'm like y'all on national television, step it, and they look so good, mm-hmm. and I'm watching them step. And it's good, it's so nice to see because they, over the years of LOE, one thing we did is everybody had their own step. And as the years go by, you start combining pieces of the step, making a new one. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching them step, and I'm seeing Cinquetta step. I'm seeing my transition step. I'm seeing all these pieces and all the history of the step team combined in the step. And I'm like, this is just going to keep going and going and going. And I'm just so proud of them. They're um, a 
group of black women, and that's not even all of them that was on that stage or Tamara mm-hmm. Hall show, because um, it's a big team. It got to be like 30, 40 girls. Ooh. But, um, and we used to start out on teams of like 13, 15 of us. Um, but everybody now knows about the LOE STEP organization on Tempe University's main campus. And if you're in this area, which I might do this weekend, up at the Lincoln Center in New York City, they will be competing at the Step in the City show. That's the NCPA College Step Championships. Um, you have to like send in tapes to even want to compete at this step show. So this is their second time there. They're going to be um, competing against Buffalo State, St. John's, Emory, Syracuse, Lincoln, Mercy College, Tufts University, Merrimack, and Yale. Um, it's called Battle of the Burrows. So I'm probably going to get my ticket and go. I saw that the tickets are like $150, but (laughs) I'm feeling a way that I might just uh, (laughs) head on over there. (laughs) It's the National Stepping Association Northeast Judging National Qualifier Competition. There will be performers, a performance by the Players Club, and also... Lisa Ray gonna be there? I don't know. It sound like it, but they gonna be they gonna be uh, stepping at the Lincoln Center and Alice Tully Hall. Um, you can get tickets at tinyurl.com slash step and the city tickets. Shout out to LOE for Thriving Wild Black. Ooh, LOE. Yes, ladies you are elegant. Can't step. <laughs> Like okay, I don't know the rest, but okay. Nah, um, I'm so proud of them. I'm so so oh, proud. Hey. I know it's it's nice looking at your legacy, yeah. bro. Oh I, my god. Uh, it's see, one thing these kids need to realize is what legacy are you You're going gonna leave to behind. leave behind? Right. That's important. It's important, and I'm telling you, uh, LOE started in 2001. It is in 2020. When I got there, it was 2007. So LOE was only six years old when I got there. Right. And now it's 19. I'm mm. like, oh my goodness, look nice. at these girls. Oh my goodness, y'all gonna have me go off on a rant because I'm going down memory lane. Oh, but that well, was we to the next segment. <laughs> right, we gotta go. We gotta go to the next segment. Turn left. Turn left. <laughs> love. 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 We gonna do that on another time. On another time later at the later at the after hour. Yeah, That's yeah, what we could do. Yeah, it. We yeah, could do it. We could do it there. All right. So the next segment of every episode is called the socials. The socials is a time where we kind of split it up into three categories. I give you your celebrity gossip. I give you what's on the tube. And I give you in other news things that you really should be paying attention to. Right. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and start it off with the bullshit because it's usually nonsense anyway. But we have some other, like some more serious and more sentimental and some conversations that we should have, I think, on the socials um, and the celebrity news portion of the socials because a lot of the reason... um, I know I've been pretty overwhelmed and then my feelings was with this passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and the other passengers and families that were on that helicopter with him um, in that tragic, tragic plane crash. Um, It just reminded me of how precious life is, how tragedy, like you just never know. And it can hit, (coughs) excuse me, it can hit really hard. 
and you're not even expecting it. Like Amber mentioned earlier, sometimes I know for myself, it was just like, yo, this is really paining me. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be like hurt. Like, it's not like I knew him, but also like Kobe Bryant was a staple in our community. He did, he, he was a great athlete and basketball player. He was a family man, and he had his daughter with him. It wasn't like he was doing anything wrong. Like, he was taking his daughter and her teammates to wherever they needed to be, and he was really, like, his daughter was so gifted and talented, you know, and he has so many high aspirations for her, and it's just like, wow, what it would have been like to see that actually go through and happen when life you know gets taken away from you so quickly but one thing that it did remind me of is you know sometimes in life we you know we make these plans we give you know have these aspirations to do this this that and the third if we got if we have a tiff in one of our relationships with our friend we ain't talking to this one we ain't talking to that one like you need to take advantage of the time that you do spend with the people you love whether or not y'all have an issue y'all need to talk about that because one thing we do not remember is that we are not the boss of this shit we don't get to say when it is over all right so sometimes we could be like i don't need to talk to this person i don't need to deal with that because i'm gonna deal with it tomorrow beloved but tomorrow is not promised to you or to me right you know, we need to really value life and and make sure we do things with intention. Before, when you make a decision or you decide to do something, think about it. Think of the long-term effect that it will have or the long-term result of this. If me Is me acting petty to my sister today, what is that going to do for me tomorrow? Like, it's going to make me feel good right now, but then we still fucked up, and tomorrow's not promised. You know, I really think that um, it's sad that the situation happened, but the Kobe situation um, brought a lot of people, brought a lot of things to light. Mm -hmm. And... To me, I, I feel like it was more so like a lot of people looked at it as he was these, this immortal man that was going to live a very long time. Right. And because his life was cut short, mm -hmm. people are like, wow. And I'm like, it's a good thing that you're like, wow, because now you understand that life is not promised. Mm -hmm. So we need to do those things that you mm -hmm. said. And it's just like we need to take life seriously because like, like. For these young people, they don't take life seriously. Oh, they be doing all types of things. All type, taking all types of risks. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like honestly, it's just like take it as a lesson learned, and don't let until like when when the cast is closed and mm -hmm. the candles are blown out and time is passed. Now I'm about to go do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. You need to go back to that that memory, that feeling that Absolutely. you felt when that when he um when you found out he passed away and say why am i why am i living mm -hmm. right. because it's just like yo come on we got time is not time is of the essence and time waits for no man That's or woman right. no and to piggyback back off of that since we're already on the topic mm -hmm. um one thing that i learned from the tragedy um was that first of all there were a lot of people stating how um his passing made them want to tell their friends and their family just i love you mm -hmm. right and it also made people feel like they needed to go back to situations that may not have been the best for them or they went back down roads 
that they knew or that they like fought tooth and nail to get out of aka texting exes like hey no beef you know i wish you the best Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know hey i know things didn't work out with our friendship but i just want to let you know i have no hard feelings for you and one there was one um status that was put out by Maya Elias. I mentioned her before in the show and she basically said, look, you can mourn and you can be sad about the passing or the tragedy rather and there and that that can that you can mourn that and there are people who deserve to who are in your past that sh- that should still stay in your past. Don't let, you know, a tragedy make you open up or take the scab off or take the band-aid off mm-hmm. of wounds that are healing or even worse wounds that ha- have already healed and you going back to open them back up mm-hmm. so that that's something that's really important to me because i found myself feeling oh i almost did it i'll admit i almost did it and i was like no like for what <laughs> like for what like people the people who are in your past that you put there and it hurt you to put them there, those are the motherfuckers that deserve to be there. They deserve to be in your past and they need to stay in your past. So don't let, you know, someone dying, no matter how uh, tragic it was, don't let that, you know, uh, uh, fade your judgment on who you are allowing to be blessed with your presence. So that was one thing, like one of the main things I took from, um, from the tragedy and the fact that it made me want it, it didn't like like once I realized that it then made me want to tell the people that I do love that the people who fuck with me the people who love me it made me want to give them all the love right it made me want to to show them that I love them more than anything you know what I mean so word um the people on social media they tend to take these things and these serious situations and i mean certain and i don't i don't want to talk like they do this they did this with this kobe situation but also they do this in other situations where they take something that's kind of serious like the whole draft thing remember when people was yeah, yeah, they yeah, thought yeah, about yeah. we was going to war mm-hmm. and not I'm, I'm not going to hold you some of that was funny to me yeah it was funny to me too i ain't gonna hold you what they was doing with the people going overseas and how they was gonna be acting (laughs) oh god oh god forgive me but also it's just like you know social media can really like take things and like right now there's an interview that gail king Mm -hmm. did with lisa leslie now i i I am questioning because I didn't see the interview. I just saw the clips that Mm -hmm. have been posted. What was the purpose of this interview is what I want to know. Was it like to talk about Lisa or was it to talk about um, Kobe Bryant? Like why? And why did you need to do that right now? I don't think he's he's not in the ground yet. So I'm not sure why we were having this interview. However, there was a clip posted um, of, of a piece of this interview I am going to go ahead and play it But Gail King got a lot of Backlash um, Because of this interview That she did with WNBA legend Lisa Leslie um, Because during the interview she asked uh, Things to, to Lisa about what she thought About Kobe's Past allegations And how it would Complicate his legacy right. I'm going to go ahead and um play this interview give me just a second put it up 
Mm-hmm. And my phone is turned down, so that's Sexual like assault. that's not that's not conducive to what we're doing. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, please go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he, it's been said, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. The part is right here, why? He went to, it went to trial. Yeah, but the case, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. Considering he's if you were to watch the video and see Gail's body language, body language tells everything. Mm-hmm. If you were to see, and, and, and let me preface this by saying, if you are a listener, you know I am pro woman, pro you know black woman, especially. Right. You know, y'all know me. So let me just preface that with that because ain't nobody about to be like, you know. Right. But I thought you was about the woman. And so you saying that. Body language is everything. When Lisa said it went to trial, she immediately refuted. And I'll go as far to... I'll go as far as saying uh, attempted to diminish Mm -hmm. what Lisa had said, right? And diminish the impact of saying, hey, it went to trial. You know, clearly we, you know, we're going to put trust in our justice system, right? It went to trial and it was dismissed. Her body language was clearly like, girl, bye. Mm -hmm. It was dismissed because the girl refused to say, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like, it was like, it was, in other words, it was like, you really brought that up? Right. You know what I mean? Now, Regardless of what the what the details right of that sexual assault uh, case entail, right? Regardless of what that is, Kobe gone. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like as one, it being fucking Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Two, you being this very powerful Black woman who has a lot of white mm-hmm. fans. Three, your best friend is fucking Oprah. D, or four, y'all are already known to have this anti-black male rhetoric, right? right. So a lot of black men don't fuck with y'all. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that's right or wrong, but I'm just laying out the cards here so we really see what's like going on. My only question to her would be, why would you bring that shit up? Two, you even said, is it fair 
to talk about it since that's he's dead. Bitch, you the you one know, who asked her. And you know, and, and that's exactly it. It's what like she hell? was back. And I liked what Lisa said when she was like, I think the media needs to be more respectful at this time. Like, it's very disrespectful. And that's why it goes back to my initial point about social media, like, and the media just taking things and running them for money. It's like right. money. Like, Gail, and you're not Barbara Walters. I'm right. sorry. And Barbara Walters is trash, too. But I'm just saying, like, this, you ain't, you ain't got the, the pool, right? You ain't got the pool to be going there. Mm-hmm. The on reason Kobe. why I think... She- and he just fucking passed. I think she feels like she has the pull because right. of the whole interview with her and R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So she feel her battery is still recharged. Oh, so, yeah. so she's trying to have another one. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, like you got your battery from ninety nine cents though. You mm. is not Oprah and you not running on Duracell. Right. So chill, friend. I agree. I'm and I, mean, I, and I agree that she's piggybacking. That's a mm-hmm. good point. That she's piggybacking off of her steam that she's getting but and that's, these, where, that, that's where that body language came from but the from, thing exactly. is if these questions shouldn't have these questions shouldn't have been asked to um lisa leslie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they should have been asked to his wife and i and if she can't pull up get i mean well get any confidence to ask the wife these questions then the question shouldn't even right be like asked. why you asking lisa mm-hmm. this shit right like that, right that's why i'm like is this a lisa it was like, and my like, thing is, is did y'all even discuss the questions before right. the interview like what kind of because to me it seemed like lisa was almost Taking like she, 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 had the, she, she had the touch she was right. tiptoeing around the questions mm-hmm. like oh and okay. it's making her look crazy because clearly kobe is her fucking friend but it's like who who like re- again regardless of and i'm not in any way trying to diminish or uh, belittle that victim of that case because she is a victim. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make that smaller than what it is. I'm not. But I'm also not going to allow, so to speak, right, someone, fuck it if it was Gail King, whoever the fuck it may be. Like, I can't, I'm never cool with someone being so cool with tarnishing someone's Whatever the word is. Legacy. Mm. Legacy. Legacy. The man gone. R. Right. Kelly, cool. That nigga mm. is in jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Kobe can't come to his defense right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And That's it's fucking just, wrong. It's just like that shit that we was talking about during the happy hour where people, they, they get the confidence to say stuff when it's behind your back, mm-hmm. but you can't say the shit to my face. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. You, you not, you... Come on, let's take it back that to... That shit was wild to me. Right. Yep. Period. So. And I didn't like that. She came out with an um, IGTV video today explaining uh, what happened. I'll go ahead and play it for you guys. The interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified. I'm embarrassed. And I am very angry. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context. And when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. So I've been told, or I've been advised, to say nothing, just let it go. People will drag you, people will troll you, it'll be over in a couple of days. But that's not good enough for me because I really want people to understand what happened here and and how I'm feeling about it. I reached out to Lisa 
because I know that she's a longtime friend of Kobe's. All right, so this is like a three-minute clip, clip that I'm not going to play, but I, if you guys want to go to any of your um, networks on social media or, or anywhere on the, uh, social media right now, you'll be able to watch her IGTV explaining herself and how she feels about it and all of that, and you can make your judgments from there. I'm going to quickly go through just some other this is the the nonsense part that i wanted to get to but before i finish that topic rest in peace to kobe bryant gg or at the pilot the families the, the the young girls their parents everybody on that plane you will truly be missed um heaven has gained more angels kobe i'm sure you well, are probably feeling the impact that you really left not even just on the NBA or NBA fans but on the world period and I hope that you are in heaven and are pleased with yourself and your life and the legacy that you have let left here um job well done job well done um so in some ghetto news, I got some ghetto news. Red Lobster is making Valentine's Day biscuit boxes. So you could go. I saw it on the shade room today. Actually, they have these little heart boxes. And when you open up the box, it's two Cheddar Bay biscuits <laughs> in them. You can see it if you go to um, the shade room. And <laughs> the, uh, the box says... Red Lobster is a Red Lobster to go, and it says "You're my lobster," and it says the two. You could put two bay from me, and it's gonna be Cheddar Bay biscuits in them. So I feel like if you guys, um, because that's where some of y'all gonna be going on Valentine's Day, y'all going to Red Lobster, <laughs> getting what's that seafood trio or whatever they be getting? Oh, the ultimate, the ultimate feast. <laughs> that's what they gonna get. Yeah, so um, maybe you could get based some Cheddar Bay biscuits. Ooh. Um, did y'all see how Nicki Minaj and Meek Mills was fighting on the Instagrams and the Twitters? Mm. I don't really know what that's like. Why they keep could keep going back and forth? I know about a week or so ago they was in the store and oh, arguing yes. and stuff, which I thought was very ghetto. Very ghetto. Um, but I want to approach. He had approached Nicki in the store. And, and he had his goons outside, but Nikki was with her husband. Uh -huh. He was trying to get big in the store talking about something. I'll shoot you. I'll Why though? I thought so much better still, of him. Because he probably mad that Nikki got a husband now. Like, I thought I he got a whole pregnant girlfriend. Right. worried about that girl. I don't think so. Nikki has a uh, song out, don't she? You don't notice anytime Nikki got something coming out, she pick a fight. So. Oh, so that's yeah, I agree. But yeah, the way they Nick, was going I, I, back I'm, and forth, I don't, subs I don't subscribe to Nicki Minaj. Nicki has Me reached either. a level of stardom that Meek has not, mm -hmm. and this whole shit, like, I blame Meek for because Meek knows that. Mm -hmm. Meek, you know she crazy. You know, you know, like, obviously you dated her, so you know what she's capable of. Mm -hmm. Right, the whole like the whole Twitter back and forth thing that shit was corny to me. Um, it was terrible. It was it is is obviously on her part t to me is just for her to get some clicks. Mm -hmm. Um, Meek, whatever his reason may be. Um, as you saw, he promoted his girl's clothing line on Twitter at, in the midst of the argument. So it's you know it's all 
some bullshit if you ask me yeah yeah now that you put it that way that's how i'm getting it because i couldn't think or rack my brain to find a reason that why y'all doing this like what you what know, is all rich people proud i say this all the time on the show this is rich people problems mm-hmm. like, that's a fact fuck all them niggas that is oh that is such a fact um i wanted to give just a quick quick shout out and this is my last one to um one of my favorite rappers kendrick lamar as his a movie about his biography will be coming out in 2020 so i thought that was something exciting to look for i'm trying to find my news correspondence so that i can share it with you however it, I don't know where it's at, so um, <laughs> I can't find it. But it's, I think it's called—I'm not even gonna say the wrong word, the wrong title. But look out for Kendrick in 2020 for his biography. It's coming out, and if you like Kendrick, like I do, I'm just excited to see like his life story and then like what he's doing right now because he kind of been like in the shadows and we haven't heard from him so i'm excited to see it that's all i got for the celebrity news portion of the socials take it away joe what's good what's good what's good i sound like miss <laughs> miss emma nicole that's what she said what's, what's goody, goody what's goody, goody what's good <laughs> Um, yo, what's on the tube, yo? It's been a lot of stuff that was on the television. On the television. And it was just like, I couldn't wrap my fingers uh, around it because I was like, damn, I didn't get no notifications on any new series that was coming out, new seasons that were coming out, continuous seasons that was coming out. I was like, damn. So I was just like following up on a lot of stuff. But um, I'm not going to keep y'all too long. All right, I, Pastor. I have a, I have, um, happening? I have, my bad. <laughs> you shaking the damn table, friend. Sorry. I have like, I have a couple things. It's about three different things that I want to talk to you about and bring to your attention. Um, so you know, there's a new show um on MTV. You know, MTV is trying to start back up and be become relevant into your your television um views. Um, so you know, I don't really watch like daytime television on MTV because it really doesn't really grasp my attention but i've been watching a lot of like nighttime and late night television on mtv and because they have um really like kept my um attention and you know i'm really big on crime so it's this new series on mtv called um true life crime and this series this this series investigates the most horrific um true crime mysteries rocking headlines and social feeds these victims were young the crimes against them were shocking and haunting questions remains so there was a lot of series that came out and they premiered a this premiered about uh about four weeks ago and i really wasn't going to talk about it because it was just like it's one of my guilty pleasures but nonetheless i was just like there was a lot of things that came out that i really didn't know that they were like unsolved mysteries such as um the whole um the young lady that pat that um got locked into the freezer um the young man jr that was um killed by a machete in the bronx um a transgender woman that was found in um, a yard uh, with bleach poured on her. Mm. Um, a woman that was running and running in the park, and they said that she fell, but 
Um, they some people said that her ex boyfriend killed her, and then this young lady who was raped by her ex boyfriend, her now ex boyfriend's uncle or his aunt's uh, boyfriend, aunt's basically. Boyfriend. So it was a lot of freaking things that were going on in there, and it was just like it really grasped my attention because I was just like, wow. Like like I said earlier, people need to, number one, watch their surroundings. And number two, you got to really, like, that notification thing is really real. Like, you know, I was really, I really wasn't up on your location on where you are and people tracking me and different things like that. But that shit is real. Like, if you really trust someone, send your location to them. Because this shit is really, 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 really real. It was sad for me watching the one with Kadari, the, the gender fluid young yes. male. And knowing that at the end of it, the people who killed him, who tried to act like they, like they had no no didn't know him at all, like there was a deeper connection between him and his killer, mm-hmm. and it's just like I feel bad for people um, who have to battle with being true to themselves and their sex to the world not to themselves but to the world and their sexuality because then there's certain things that they keep a secret you Mm -hmm. know like some of his friends knew about the situation but a lot of people didn't and it's just like what if like more people and i guess that you know that they were saying that this might be one of the reasons why his killer killed him because he didn't want him telling people or you know basically outing his killer Mm -hmm. but it's just like yo if if they if he could have told more people and people could have know what he was really dealing with then maybe something could have happened to to you know to make this not happen but it, it it's just crazy to but me but it's just sad because people tend to be there they they be they are be, being themselves mm-hmm. and people that cannot be themselves are jealous and it's just like yeah what's the need for you to take their life right um or it's just like you have to be someone else mm-hmm. and speaking of being someone else i don't under freaking understand Mm-mm. how the freaking people are mm. still catfishing oh. people <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the catfish with the lady who was in the hotel room did she, what was she doing there <laughs> She looked like she lived there um, at the Super the home, 8. Let me tell you, the whole oh, was, was getting terrible. Catfish, yeah. Why the hell people kept pulling a chair out mm-hmm. for him? Because he <laughs> kissed it. I was like, <laughs> you. This is terrible. You, this is why you getting catfished because your ass <laughs> need to be on that. You know, I don't want to talk about people that have a little bit of big bone, a little healthy that. Need to Not a little healthy. But, but I'm like, yo, my man. Like, you, this is the reason why you mm-hmm. get catfish, sending people money and shit like yes, that. Like, because he only could sit in a chair. Let me tell you something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if there comes a time that I'm ever mm-hmm. on the socials and I, someone grasps my attention. And y'all talking about I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. With I need person. to get a FaceTime <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. I need to get your number. I need to listen to me. Like, how are we still talking to people that we never see? Right. Like, I can understand if you start meeting somebody online, y'all dating and y'all talking. But why, if you haven't saw that person and y'all first 24, 48 hours of communicating, if they can't FaceTime you, oh, my camera broke, I guess my phone broke because right. I'm not we talking to talk you. Right. Talking. Like, how are you communicating with people you can't see? It is 2000 motherfucking 20. Right. Everybody got a camera on a goddamn um tele- the, uh, telephone. Ask your friend. Let me see your friend phone. <laughs> Where you at? Why y'all playing? Why you listen to me? Instead of you trying to try to figure out 
how to create slime. I'm gonna need you to get your phone fixed because I don't got time for the catfishes. Listen to me, catfish is bottom feeders. Okay. The roaches are the ocean. The roaches are the ocean, and I heard they eat shrimp and all that. Shrimp is good. Shrimp is good, but they said that is too. That is the bottom feeders too. Mm -hmm. So the shrimps be deceiving us too. Like Mm -hmm. they really good. Deception. Deception. I don't even know. How do we oh, that? I guess this is like a whole deception series because you know. Oh, speaking of that, deceiving people. You know, this week I watched another series on the tube mm-hmm. on a different tube called Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the Aaron Hernandez. Series. Oh, I watched that too, friend. Amber, did you watch it? I know something she did watch. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Boom, boom, boom. So. This series is a three-part series that premiered on Netflix on January 15th, and it speaks about the, the life and mm, the daytime sorry. life of Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. And there was a series of questions that, that arose with coming to this series. Like, because, you know, um, I, didn't, I didn't understand certain things. Like, you know, he got this money. Um, like, some people say that he had a secret pen pal when he went to jail. Um, they had the friend on the television that it had to be a male, Mm -hmm. his baby mother didn't really know. Like, it was like different recordings that 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 the guy, not the the jail people, Mm -hmm. I guess they recorded the phone calls. Okay, so they Mm -hmm. recorded all his phone calls, and he was like really angry and different things like that. Um, throughout his life, you know. He, was he like, went through some very traumatic he, he experiences. Through, through, through some, yeah, mm-hmm. traumatic experiences. Like, he really couldn't be, be himself. And there was a lot of football players that were being interviewed um, that said that, yes, he was very, very um, troubled as a child mm-hmm. because he couldn't really be himself because his family came from, um, I can't remember. Yeah. He the was Connecticut. Hispanic. Yeah, his, he was Hispanic. But um, his father was... Just, Huh? His father, yes, his, his father, father was a football player, mm-hmm. and his father would like beat, would beat him. So and used pe- to get drunk and aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they said that he suppressed a lot of issues because they said that. But he, because he still looked up to his father, father. right? So and he had to, to hide some to of those things. The expectations. So like one big one thing being like they they said that he was gay. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, I got a sign. Allegedly. Allegedly, I guess. But they said that he had relationships with men, men in the past. And it was a young um a young man who was there who said they used to, you know, have relations with each other in high school and stuff like that. And they used to experiment with each other. Um but also, you know, he always talked they they talked about how the father was a man's man and, you know, mm-hmm. was very tough and stuff like that. So he had to fulfill those expectations. Meanwhile, then with the passing of his father father you know that triggered him a lot and um it was messed up because then his mother started dating the uncle or something his, like his that his mother started dating his his that cousin's was, husband right and now right. right you saw him in the courtroom with the two sitting next to him right. in the courtroom. So, this, so the thing is one of the recordings was more so like yo like ma you see why i can't tell you some mm-hmm. stuff because it's just I don't like trust you. i don't trust you i wish i could tell you certain things but i don't trust you mm-hmm. so it's, it's just like really sad and i have a question on if we if we do get to um questions i do have a question about um um something 90s issues and different okay. things like that but it's like it's just so sad at the fact that 
he couldn't really be himself, so to speak. Like they said that he reached out to his um the owner of uh, the the Patriots and they got him like an apartment on the side and then he had his mansion. So he would go to his apartment and smoke weed mm -hmm. and then um the, the next door neighbor didn't even know that he was like this big time man because he was like mm -hmm. he was walking there with like uh, a hoodie, on a hoodie and all the stuff but she would smell she said she smelled this smell that smelled like scum <laughs> 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 she said it smelled like scum but none, nonetheless it just it's just so sad that you don't really know a person until they pass away and mm -hmm. like it's just sad that you wi I wish that I would have known certain people like mm -hmm. or really looked into or looked them looked to them like their stories when they were alive mm -hmm. I mean nonetheless Aaron Hernandez was shooting people left and right and thought he was like yes because that wasn't the people that he had two cases uh, it was a couple right. of people three people were together I think but then you know what was said to me what? was when at the end when they showed like the damage oh, the of CTE. his brain the CTE damage and how how badly his brain was damaged for his such a young age right. and what it was supposed to look like and you could see there was such a huge difference and I'm like this man, his brain was not operating. Granted, those things he did were wrong, but he was—he had brain damage. He was not thinking properly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's unfortunate that these things are not. Like I know we people talk about CTE check. and stuff now, but like y'all don't really check y'all. Let these boys go out there and play and get hurt. And you know the culture of football. Like even when you hurt, you play. Like you ain't That's hurt. That's what they said. You know they said saying? football is a man's man's game. And like the thing is, they people watch football because everybody tussling mm -hmm. and fighting and doing all this other stuff. It's but it's terrible. just like yo, when you go head to head, like you don't know what what. Damage are you doing to your brain? And they said mm -hmm. that his brain. How old? Was, how old was he? he was like 27 27 mm -hmm. His brain. His brain structure was up like a forty-two year old. Mm -hmm. you, you know the other crazy part was that remember the the heavy set dude that was gay. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. he said the shit that he was saying made all the sense because he was saying how he was gay and he would do a lot of shit mm -hmm. to make people think he's not, not gay. gay. So he gained mm -hmm. weight. He gained weight. So. Eric, I mean, um, Aaron Hernandez fucking around with this mm -hmm. wrong dude. Yep. Trying to prove his gangster. Like getting right. tattoos. He had to show mm -hmm. like a man's man. Mm -hmm. right. In actuality, he's taking. You, mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's, that's a fucked up thing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, you fucked your whole life up, and probably his whole life was fucked up because of him being gay. Yeah. If or he was able to be gay openly, mm -hmm. he probably wouldn't be fucking mm -hmm. dead right now. Mm -hmm. right. I think mm -hmm. that's yeah. I, I got right. That's no, because that's a part of him battling with you know himself. Like mm -hmm. a lot of his childhood trauma and things like that is like, well, I've I've been you know living my life and I feel this and I feel like I'm you know another person, but I can't even be who I am because. My dad, this football player, this man's man, the king they called him, that everybody respected. My dad wants this, and this is how my life is supposed to be. So I can't even live my life. Mm -hmm. I have to live this expectational life that people have on me because I can't let nobody down. And then that person that he was living for, basically, is gone. Mm -hmm. Now what is life? 
And now you playing football, you getting banged up. You already making it. You already a star football player. So everybody, even though your father gone, everybody's like, you gonna carry this legacy. You gonna do this. You gonna go to college. You gonna play. You gonna do this. You gonna go to the NFL. You gonna get drafted. It, it's just like you battling. And then all the time, your your head is getting bashed in every other week, Facts. every week. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a good be who you are. Mm-hmm. Fuck the world. Yeah. If you gay, be gay. You a crackhead, be a crackhead. Right. Whatever it is, just do it because you're gonna fuck your life up. You gonna kill yourself. About what other people are feeling yeah. about you. That's fuck a them. fact. Cause where those people at now? Ooh. I mean, it's easier said than done sometimes. It's a fact. I know, mm-hmm. I know, but you know, hopefully, a lot of people are still alive after watching it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Facts. So, in other news. I didn't think we would make it to, to this sex segment. <laughs> Shit. Um, so clearly, the guy who uh, apparently resides at the White House. Um, over there on Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, somewhere over there. Over there on Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, apparently, well, not apparently, very truthfully and factually, the man was acquitted um, at the end of a. I think five month long impeachment process. Mm-hmm. Um, he was found not guilty, not surprising, um, of two of the two articles that were brought before the Senate, um, the Republican Senate. Let me add that. Right. Um, real quick. So the Senate voted to acquit the guy. I, I don't say his name because he don't deserve my wonderful voice to say his name. So uh, they chose to acquit him. On two articles of impeachment on Wednesday, yesterday, marking the inevitable and historic end to a bitterly fought divisive impeachment trial that will reverberate into the 2020 election and shape Trump, I almost said it, shape Mm. his presidential legacy. Um, The acquittal verdict was the final act of a a four-month impeachment process that inflamed the partisan tensions simmering throughout the course of that administration. Um, Quote from Grisham today, the sham impeachment (laughs) attempt concocted by Democrats ended in the full vindication and exoneration of President, whatever his name is. Um... Very, very, very Trump in a very Trump-like manner. What does the man do? Holds up the USA Today uh, at his rally or wherever he was. Um, it was a. It was a. What event was he at today? Wherever he was, who cares? Um, he's holding up the USA Today with the big word "acquitted" um, across the top of it. Uh, says that he emerged vindictive and angry at a rambling, mostly mean-spirited noontime event. Um, to his backers, this event, it amounted to a release of justified fury after five months under a cloud of impeachment. Uh, we've been going through this now for over three years. It was evil. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. It was leakers and liars. And this should never, ever happen to another president ever. Can we guess this, the author of that quote? I guess we don't need to. <laughs> I don't think so. For uh, <laughs> um, another news headline, Senator Mitt Romney. He called him a failed presidential candidate who used religion as a crutch. 
uh, Mitt Romney actually voted with the Democrats on this one, which was mm. historic. They said that's the first one. Yep, and uh, now he's like, uh, what do you call this? A, a lame duck, so to speak, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, he said that James Comey, who is the FBI director that he fired, was a dirty cop who represented top scum at the agency. Oh. And on the Russian investigation led by special counsel Robert Mueller, quote, it was all bullshit, end quote. This is your president, ladies wow. and gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, who said that? Right. On House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who graciously ripped up that fucking speech on live television. And Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who led the effort to oust him from the office. His quote is, in my opinion, it's almost like they want to destroy our country. How ironic Mm. of this motherfucker to say say that. Mm. Yaddy, yaddy. I mean, we all know what it is. I'm going to end this segment because we all already know um, what happened. I'm going to end this segment with a quote that I found that was, um, for lack of a better word, hmm, astounding, Mm, but sometimes astounding can be negative because of the impact. I understand. Um, So this is a quote, and I want y'all once again to, well, you'll know by the end of it. Quote, I did try and fuck her. Ooh. Oh yes, I saw. She that. was married. I moved on her like a bitch. Oh, but I couldn't get there, and she was married. Ooh. Then all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. Mm. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You could do anything. Grab him by the pussy. You could do anything. Y'all know who said that shit. Nasty fuck. Mm. (laughs) Let's get on out of that. That just made me so angry. The the world we live in. Who would have thought that a, a president of the United States would be like this person? Don't get me wrong. There was presidents who owned other people yeah. so right. it's not that a president can't do these things but it's it's the fact that it's 2020 and right? this is happening and, right. and, and not, not that it's happening i don't put shit past nobody it's the fact that this shit is out there right that it's out there that right now is considered taboo now mm-hmm. slavery wasn't taboo when slavery was right. slavery was the shit but like right? we not do like we well I guess people are doing anything but that this is allowed and that these people in the senate his backers know, have heard that quote mm-hmm. have read that quote have literally heard him say it right even just the last line right they've heard him say it and still fuck with him right right like that's the shit that's what i'm talking that's about this fucking you know this is the twilight excuse me this is the twilight zone mm-hmm. like quite literally it's terrible yeah. Ugh. Well, thank you for bringing... I mean, that's news that you guys actually need to, you know, know. And I know some people will be on social media and Instagram all day. But when it comes to actually reading the news and what's going on in the world around you, you um, 
kind of just bypass that because you're not interested. You want to see what Yo Gotti and them be doing. So you need to be thankful to Miss Amber Nicole um, for bringing you in other news because otherwise you would really be dumb. Um, we gonna get into the next segment of the show. Oh, my segment. Okay, fine. Um, we're gonna do a segment about nothing. Um, and a segment about nothing is a segment. Um, where I talk about mental wellness um, and mental health because you all know that I am on a mental wellness journey, have been for quite some time. And um, I think it's important that everybody kind of takes care of themselves mentally. Your mental will affect your physical if you do not take care of it. So here's a segment about nothing. I want to give you guys some ways to practice self-love because as you are on your mental wellness journey you will start to realize things and come to conclusions and unpack things that are hurtful or that make you sad or you know you and you're gonna have to re kind of patch yourself up and there's a lot of ways to do that and also in these ways of practicing self-love is a way to practice a healthy mental um mental life like mm -hmm. if you practice self-love and do these certain things for yourself um you'll be able to flourish mentally and make better decisions and live a healthier happier life so here i'm gonna give you a list of 15 ways to practice self-love this may seem uh difficult to believe but making difficult decisions making difficult decisions yourself is um, a way of practicing self-love and I say that to say to say this because sometimes a lot of us avoid making difficult decisions because it seems like it's too hard or maybe we don't know enough to make this decision or maybe we're not mentally equipped enough to make a smart decision so we avoid making difficult decisions and we just let shit happen but when you're able to make a decision whether it turns out positive or negative whatever decision you make you made that decision and you learn a lesson or you have a victory from it and that's teaching yourself something so making uh, difficult decisions is definitely a way to practice self-love take responsibility for things that the things that you do the um when you do make that decision say if it doesn't go the way you want it to go take responsibility for it it shows that you're growing and it shows your self-awareness all of these things that i'm talking about is not like oh going for a walk in the park and oh go do this and go to the nail salon and no these are things that are helping you grow inside as a person which eventually will build your self-esteem Talk to yourself with respect. Don't talk down to yourself. That was something that I used to do. I used to call my, I used to be like, yo, I'm so trash. Oh, I'm such a dumbass. Like, I don't, you don't need to talk like that to yourself. Talk to yourself with respect because that'll also teach um, other people how to talk to you. Leave unhealthy relationships. <clears throat> Amber spoke about that earlier. You know, sometimes when um, relationships are unhealthy, we tend to, um, we'll leave but when we go back because it was like a familiar place or it was a comfortable space. And we'll go back there and do that because we already know what that's hitting for. But is that really going to be good for your long term? Um, 
Nah, so you should probably leave that alone. Set and maintain boundaries. Set and maintain boundaries. I have said it before on this show. Be adamant about your boundaries. You do not break them for anyone. Not even your mother. So set and maintain boundaries. Get some sleep. Get enough sleep. That's important. Sleep is 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 good to prepare you for your next journey, your next day ahead. Eat in a way that takes care of your body. So eat healthy things. Put good things into your body. And, um, this one is very important to me. You need to forgive yourself. Um, don't. Ooh, that's hard to do. That's hard to do when you've lived life. Um, uh, trying to fulfill expectations and then when you don't fulfill the expectation you beat yourself up about it that's in my experience um I've always you know had this imposter syndrome to where I had to fulfill what I what what I thought others thought of me and when I didn't I would do things like call myself trash or a dumbass or beat myself up about not being good enough um definitely you have to forgive yourself I had to learn how to forgive myself for doing that to myself because it wasn't healthy um validate your success and efforts so don't downplay all the things that you have accomplished and act like it wasn't nothing validate those things live in those things talk about them if you want to talk about them it's not brag you could toot your own horn sometimes because those are things that you have done let go of habits and beliefs that no longer serve you let go of habits and beliefs that no longer serve you prioritize yourself Listen to your inner voice. Learn how to say no. That's a thing. Because if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it just to please somebody else. You can stop that. Set realistic expectations. So, you know, when you want to accomplish something and you don't do it, you'll beat yourself up. But maybe that goal that you set wasn't really realistic. Maybe you were skipping a step or skipping an accomplishment that you can reach. Real, Be self-aware. Um, and you'll learn that on your mental health journey. If you're going to therapy, if you're meditating, if you're reading more, trying to get more into your mental wellness, self-awareness is the key to all this shit. It's the foundation of understanding yourself and the world around you and understanding that what's happening around you don't necessarily all have to do with you all the time. Um, and lastly, spend time with yourself and your therapist. That's a segment about nothing. Next on the docket, which one of the friends would like to present a segment? Uh, Joe is going to present a segment called A Word on the Street. Joe gives us a good word and breaks down the definition, the meanings, the how it can relate. Um, so here goes A Word on the Street by Hollywood Joe. I'm sorry, it was um, Louis. Louis. Ooh, somebody. Lance, Lance, Lance. Oh my God! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so yeah. So today's word on the street um, is boundaries, uh, and it's funny that um, your homegirl spoke briefly about in her segment about boundaries, and I'm just gonna give you the raw and um, uncut. uncut, a new cut, a new cut. A, a new, new color. color. A new <laughs> word. Um, but yo, um, uh, well, you know, a boundary for those that may not know is just like guidelines and rules for yourself and for others. And one thing that um, 
the reason why this word resonated inside of me this week is because um, people, I feel, some people don't know their boundaries. And in order for them to know their boundaries, you need to know your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And just like uh, um, what Miss, um, what your homegirl said, like, you got to know thyself. Mm -hmm. You got to know thyself so well that when someone steps that line, that line that you you created for them to for, to separate them from you, once they cross that line, you should be able to say, "Get out the way, step in your step into that place." But you got to be truthful to them and truthful for themselves. And the reason why some people in this world will step over that boundary because they to test you to see. If you are going to budge or you go, you're going to break. Mm -hmm. And it's just so sad because it's just like when you create those boundaries for people that they don't really, they don't sit up there and they don't like hold themselves to it. Because I, I set that boundary for a reason. Mm -hmm. I was being very honest with you for that reason. Like if you slip in my DM and I told you like, no, this is not where it's at. Why the frick are you still trying? People don't respect your boundaries. So it's just like, you got to respect yourself to the point where as you have to say, nah, stop being tired. Stop. Stop being nice to these motherfuckers. Mm. You know why? Because these motherfuckers ain't nice, nice to, to your you. feelings. Okay. Like, I'm sitting up here telling you one thing and you telling me another fucking thing. But I and like you not respecting you me. You not respecting me. So you guess what? Like we continue to say, it's 2020. If mm -hmm. people this is unadulterated and uncut. Ooh. Excuse my French. Mm. Oh, I like If people it. don't fuck with you and don't fuck with your boundaries, then get them to the neck. Kick them to the curb. Bye. See ya. See ya. That's why. Next Be question. Because, Next question. <laughs> because the thing about it is we are in the second month of the year. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We are about, I don't even know how many uh, months, but we are about 11 months to 2021. Ooh. And if you still have that same person that is not respecting your boundaries, keep, kick them to the motherfucking curb. Because guess what? You are still doing the same shit that you was doing in 2019, and you got to give that shit up. Mm -hmm. You got to give it up. I'm tired. I'm not saying that you gotta you gotta let them go wholeheartedly, but but keep them on chill. Put them on ice for a minute. Oh, because if me. they because if they not if they not respecting you, and if they don't um, understand what the words that are coming out your mouth, oh. then yo find find someone that is gonna be really understanding because this is a lot of this world is filled with a lot of a whole lot a whole lot of people whole lot of. i mean just like these people we, we got the corona going on Ooh, in the world I'm and i'm sitting up here like why the fuck am i not i should have been the one wearing the fucking mask a long time ago <laughs> because the people was walking around in the streets in the mask and i'm like you in my fucking you in my hood <laughs> you in my motherfucking <laughs> right they knew something before i knew something so my thing is like they knew you was gonna break before you knew you was gonna break mm -hmm. so you don't let them cross that line because if they gonna come to that territory guess what they gonna they gonna wreck your shop and that's one thing oh. that's really disrespectful to let somebody come into your house and disrespect for you Ooh. disrespect you I that's agree. my word on the street 
bad thank you, me. thank you, Joe. Um, cause <laughs> well, if you was for like on Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright I'ma watch that That was fun That was great Thank um, you If you was falling asleep On this episode I know your ass is up now mm-hmm. um, Check your boundaries Check your boundaries people I've, I'm a big proponent of that So thank you for that word On the street word. HJ I mean Langston Right um, <laughs> I can't So Right For today's um, Amber's little gem I am going to um, Allow The good sis um, Sarah Drake's Roberts to speak to y'all because when I watched this video yesterday, I said, Oh, yeah, this, or maybe it was Tuesday, whatever day it was. I'm like, Yeah, this is my word, th- not my word on the street. This is this is my gem because I never, y'all know, I be trying to hit y'all with some shit that y'all ain't never hear before. This is some shit I ain't never hear before, I've never thought before, and it l- is some new, new shit, and new, new shit. it literally instantly changed my outlook on my life Ooh. and it's a minute and i'm gonna play the whole minute okay girl all right let me make like sure my... Ooh, why are you Ooh, saying this? Right. here we go <laughs> it takes an anointing to shake the world yeah. it does not take a talent stop asking god what is my talent what is my gift start asking god what am i anointed to do what am i anointed to do why did you breathe your breath in me what did you give me dominion over what did you tell me i could subdue i may be talented but that may not be where i am anointed and i will lay down my talent and if i could be in the lane where i am anointed because father i want to be where you want me to be and i want to do what you've called me to do i want to understand why you chose me to be in this world i'm in Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing loss and defeat. And I heard God say, the anointing is the answer you're looking for. Mm. So, sis said, I may be talented, right? But that might not be what I am anointed to do. You may be a fantastic basketball player, but that ain't your career path. You may be a wonderful singer, but that's not your career path. And for all those who may not be as religious or spiritual or whatever, whatever, this is real life shit. Absolutely. This ain't necessarily, you know, yes, this is a, a great religious message, right? And it is rooted in God. But this is real life shit because you might have spent the last 10 years in a studio rapping. Ooh, but stop it. And your ass should have been in a seat in a classroom somewhere. Because mm-hmm. you could have been honing in on your gift in accounting or English or Latin or something <laughs> like that. So... You, your wordsmith that you think you Stop killing rapping. it with the bars is really supposed to be translated into some other shit because you got a couple novels, bestsellers in you that you didn't even know about. Wow, you better preach. Say the word. Is it working? Yeah. I don't know. Is this jo- my gun? Joe don't know how to do it. Are y'all hearing me? I'm hearing it. Am I making sense? A lot of it. So you might have all the talent in the motherfucking world, but that might not necessarily be... 
your calling to whatever your abundance will be. Oh, I can't wait to go to church on Sunday. You looking for abundance in the wrong? Am I? Is it all? Yeah, you said it. You looking for abundance mm-hmm. from your talent, but your talent can't produce abundance because you are not, not anointed. anointed. Am Amber, I, am I speaking English? Amber's gonna to be me. the guest preacher. The, the, the organ is like, right now. like right. I'm trying to. Listen, when I heard it, I heard it. When I heard it, I heard the organ. It was like, oh, whoa! I never heard that before because we think that it's so. What they say, God lasts when you tell him your plans, right? Mm-hmm. We think that we are the the mat. We think we're the masters of our fate, right. like that poem said that we had to recite all them years ago, Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay. We think that's the truth. Mm-mm. We think we the captain of our fate, the but in re- in the master of our soul. But when in reality, mm-hmm. if you tell him your plans, he will laugh in your face. Right, because you ain't the boy. He will laugh in your face like, oh, that's cool. Right. You mm-hmm. think you thought that? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Now let me let me you. let me let me show you all these obstacles I'm gonna put in in your way for that shit not to work out. But you're going to keep working hard and grinding from the dirt and and, 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 and quitting your job and, and being this entrepreneur, right? Am I? Because Pookie, Pookie could rap. P- Pookie. Pookie could rap. So you think. <laughs> you can rap too. You think I could rap too. I should have quit sticking with the. Ah! <laughs> Pookie's doing all that. <laughs> and you. <laughs> you should have been up here. You should have been in that classroom. Right. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just I'm just asking anybody who hears my voice. Mm. Please reevaluate what you think is going to bring you, quote unquote, the abundance, the riches, mm-hmm. your big break. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. I'm just using rappers as an example because I'm in a studio right now. <laughs> like to do things. That are easy for us. Facts. Mm-hmm. That's not what was meant for you. Big right. facts. The thing that you keep avoiding because you gotta put a, put a little work in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the shit you was built for. Big right. facts. And that's you where discipline, discipline is biggest fuck. Mm-hmm. And not to bring this shit back to Kobe, but that's exactly what Mamba mentality is. Mm-hmm. It is freaking waking up. And doing whatever that thing is that you it's so easy for you to do X, right? That you ain't gotta wake up at four in the morning and start it. Mm-hmm. But you ain't too good at why. You ain't too good at why. And you know you ain't that good at it. So you like, fuck it, I ain't that good at it. So I ain't gonna hone in on it. I ain't gonna grow that talent. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm but that Hello? I ain't trying to wake up at four. Hello? <laughs> okay. Like Go ahead, y'all. I feel like you got something for me. We don't realize how important it is to tap into what's meant for us. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't tap into what's meant for us, we don't know how disheartening that it is for the next level or for the next generation that comes after us, sorry. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't sit there and master my craft that's destined for me, Mm -hmm. it's hindering the next generation that comes after us. Because maybe... I was supposed to be that influential figure in their life, but because I'm doing what Pookie's doing, mm-hmm. I Poor Pookie. <laughs> he said, "I Pookie." Pookie The thing is, but what I'm saying is like just like you said, maybe you should have taken that full ride 
at whatever college that mm -hmm. you were supposed to go to and be that surgeon. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was meant for you to be in that surgery to, to <laughs> start that first or open heart surgery, but you in the studio. And the reason why you was you didn't or not just the studio, you you anywhere, whatever you no, you you know what I'm you get right. what I mean? Yeah. Right, but I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm anti rap because I love rap. I love mm -hmm. rappers. Like it's a bunch of rappers making a lot of fucking money right now. Right. But I'm 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 just trying to give an example of it of what it could possibly it could literally be the other way around. But you like you went know. to school, but you maybe you maybe that's what you should have been doing is being in the studio a little bit more so and that goes both i just wanted to put that out it can go both ways okay well mm -hmm. well taco buzz is paying they uh store managers a hundred thousand so really i'm about to put taco my application in you got damn right gm's getting a hundred k do they know i used to run the drive through window yeah. with the burger king yeah. <laughs> oh. well gee well shit Where's the application? <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. Welcome to ha welcome, <laughs> welcome to Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger. Can I take your order? Would you like hot sauce? Do so you want hot mouth? Uh, we got a new Diablo. <laughs> we, got a new Diablo. <laughs> we got breakfast tacos. <laughs> Used to be a manager. Sure, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, I was worth more. And I think that's why they did that. I think that's why Taco Bell did that because they said that they wanted to invest in their employees. So I I'm like pretty that. sure to make like you gotta climb them ranks. If you go and twenty years from now, you still a fucking supervisor. Right. right. You're not using your anointment. Huh? Come on, Uncle Rob. He says that you ain't using that anointment. <laughs> <laughs> you better know. You using the ointment and not the anointment. Okay. You better get you some anointment and toss out that ointment. Right. All right. We got 17 minutes. Can we do questions? I got questions. Oh, y'all got questions? All right, y'all. First of all, Amber Gems, thank you, Savage H. Roberts and Amber for presenting that to us. I'm glad that you did because I did not see that and I follow her. So I'm just happy to have been blessed with that good word. Thank you, God. And thank you, Amber and her gems. Um, let's get into a segment we like to call I Need Questions. Mm -hmm. I need questions. Um, the friends got questions. I know. Um, <clears> this is you. And listen, you don't seem like you got an answer. my question about to shut shit down. Well, I don't up. got no questions. And, I, and this is a segment where I get a little bit afraid when my friends <laughs> ask the questions because they be saying things. Um, no, I'm not going there today. I'm, I'm, this is a really good question. All right, well, here we go. We got a segment called I Need Questions. Go. Who got one? Excuse me. <clears throat> My question is, and this is to the room. Mm -hmm. um, what belief about yourself no longer serves you? Mm. What belief about, about myself, myself no longer serves me? Um, that I'm invincible. It no longer serves you to think that you're invincible. Yeah. Why? Um, because. Cry <coughs> me! Oh my god. I'm as strong as glass and I'm meant to blast. I'm I'm meant to I, I'm as strong as glass and I'm meant to break. No, wait, wait. I it's a it Gopel song. Uh, um no, but it's more so like I <coughs> that, that 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 goes and that was going into my question, but it like I grew up trying to be that strong person to try to take care of everybody. <coughs> um and I never allowed people around me to take care of me mm. because I felt like I was that overprotective person and I didn't know how to allow people in my circle because I kept that boundary that I talked about <coughs> because I felt like there was a lot of people in life that would, um, number one, do me wrong. Number two, um, they don't, I felt like 
there everyone that entered in my life let me go or that they left mm -hmm. whether it was like for whatever reasons or they passed away um so invincible meaning I was there for everybody else, mm -hmm. and I didn't have to worry about my feelings. Mm -hmm. But um, <coughs> now I'm that don't serve me anymore because I I do understand the older I get that you gotta at least have a group of people that aren't caging you to your growth, but also catapulting you and pushing you to your next level. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, that will have your back throughout everything. So um, being invincible is. Um, a trait that I no longer I'm no longer Superman oh. I'm no longer Superman but I am um, what is Superman's um, Clark, is Kent. Clark Kent I'm, I am Clark Kent oh. I'm able to love because mm -hmm. you know he was loving Lois Lane but he couldn't really <coughs> love her too much as Superman. Oh. So I'm now Clark Kent. If you had sex with her, he would have blew her back out. That one stroke. Blew her back. Right. That's Ooh. funny. Next. Oh, me. No, that's, no, that's good. Funny. That's funny. You want some, um, a trail mix? Okay. Hollywood. Oh, I can't seem to put this into words. Like It's a not simple, an easy question. No, but, <laughs> um, a thought about myself that no longer serves me, um, was, I guess, like, that I... I owe or I owe it or my purpose in my life is to like make my family proud or my mm -hmm. family happy. Mm -hmm. That's a, that was a lot of my purpose for a long time. Um, it was, and then I, I realized that after my grandmother died, then I felt like I had no purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the things that I did was because I wanted her to be happy and satisfied with the girl that she raised. And, you know, I, I never wanted to disappoint my mother, you know, because I wasn't, technically I wasn't supposed to be here. And, my, you know, so it's just like, I didn't want nobody to regret my existence. I wanted to make everybody happy, but that, that no longer <coughs> serves me um, because, I'm 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 on this earth because I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, God put me here for a reason to fulfill whatever it is that He has for me. And at the end of the day, my life belongs to me. Um, I've been born into a family, but I've been put on this earth. I I came into this earth on this earth alone and that's how I'm gonna leave it um, so my life is my responsibility I'm responsible for my happiness um, and making myself happy before I try to satisfy or make anybody else happy and that could be in family mm -hmm. friendship and relationship <laughs> I cannot satisfy and work to satisfy other people if I am not happy with myself mm -hmm. and what I'm doing for myself so um, yeah I don't owe it to anyone facts mm -hmm. I like it um, what was the question again? Even though I asked it, girl, you said it. You said if it's something you thought about yourself that what no longer about yourself no longer serves you. Um, the biggest one for me is that I'm too much, and I, you know, nobody will ever fuck with me because I talk too much. I talk too loud. I got too many opinions. I'm too argumentative. I'm too smart. I'm too this. I'm too that. And that's what I like about you. That's what I say. That's oh, why I love her. That. You know, I thank you, uh, my friend, Lieutenant. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I started with my last relationship. I believe that I will admit that I I did come to a place, right, a mental headspace mm -hmm. where I believed that, like, you know what, <clears throat> you might do too much. You might be a little too much for these niggas. And 
it no longer serves me because now I am still me and niggas still love me and mm-hmm. niggas still fuck with me. So, you know, being in a space where I am, I don't have to change my speech and I can still be as loud and argumentative and mean and angry and moody as I am, but still a bunch of other great things. Right. Right. Um, and have someone still be cool with me and want to love me and want to be with me. Like, that's fucking amazing. Agree. You know what I mean? Because it sucks to have to think that pe- you you too much for the room or mm-hmm. you got to, like, dim your light for other motherfuckers to shine. Like, that's fucking corny. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that if I wrote it down on the paper, I would just rip it up and, like, burn that shit because... We should that. do that. <clears throat> All right. I, I, threw, uh, I did that... Um, when I was like 18 yeah. mm-hmm. I like wrote some things And I like Went down to the shore And like put in the water, water. Yeah. Well that's littering So let's not do that anymore but No <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for the environment Well what? Well So um, I had a question Yeah Yes what's your question So um, do you <coughs> felt Do you feel like um, Beatings really Like oh, getting whoopings mm-hmm. As a child mm-hmm. Really <coughs> helped you Better yourself or um like build character yes (laughs) well i I can answer because my answer is short i only got hit one time i'll be honest i didn't get beaten um and my mother hit me one time literally one time as in that she Mm -hmm. did that on my leg one day because i spilled hot tea on her so i never got beaten so i really can't answer that question um, I used to get beatings or whatever. Um, I don't think that it serves it serves me in a way that I mean what it taught me. I didn't. I wasn't bad. That's for sure. Also, I, thank you. I, uh, yeah, you know, I, was, I wasn't bad. I wasn't bad. Like, I need to be getting beatings now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't bad growing up. I didn't do anything. Um mischievous or whatever or you know what's that word when they said rebellious I never did anything like that like if I didn't do something my mother said like if I ain't wash all the dishes or if something wasn't clean the way she ain't like I might have got popped here and there you know I got whooped you know for certain things if I lied or whatever but I think for me it kept me kind of on I don't think this is necessarily a positive, but it is. It kept me on the straight and narrow. I was afraid of my mother. I ain't want no problems right. with my mother <laughs> or my aunties. I ain't do nothing bad because I knew if I did, I knew what was coming, and I ain't want that. Right. So that kept me good, but, you know, did it contribute to, like, where I'm at now mentally in the space? I don't know if I can say that. I don't think – I think that some people can be more affected um, by that – it ain't for everybody, right? Exactly. That's that's what I that's that's my point. Like if you like not everybody's gonna take that and be like, I'm just gonna be good because I don't wanna get in trouble. Some people that might mentally traumatize somebody for the rest of their life. And so it's very subjective to how it can affect. But for me personally, I don't think that it's significant significantly affected how I am and how I live my life now as a grown woman but I know growing up I didn't get in trouble or do nothing like that because I knew who I had to answer to and I didn't want that type of I didn't want that sauce okay mm-hmm. so um did you answer it shit so what I would say <laughs> is getting whoopings just like un- Uncle Ross said it can fuck somebody's mm-hmm. head up and like you said, 
um, if you get a beating or a whooping, however you want to um, word it, mm-hmm. it would be more so, uh, um, I don't want to do that again or I'm mm. going to do something that's <clears throat> going to cause me. Mm-hmm. So psychologically, I feel like sometimes a whooping can cause you to, if I don't go down the pathway that my family want me to go, they're going to be so upset. So the whooping turns into not even like a physical whooping, but a mental whooping. They're not happy with my pathway. Mm -hmm. They're not happy (coughs) with um, the decisions I made. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like sometimes whoopings in different cases affect me because it was just like, it took me a long time for me to say, you know what? No offense. I don't care what my parents think mm-hmm. about what's going on right. in my life. Exactly. Yeah, I don't care about I like Ma, are you gonna pay these damn point. Sally Mae bills? I don't owe it to nobody. Me and right. I keep saying Bernie got it and don't look like he got Bernie it. Bernie is not gonna make it. And Bernie said he was gonna pay all the loans right. and we so didn't have to do it no so more. Ma, do you got five on these bills? Right. Because God because dog it. the college student loans is right. You wanted me door. you wanted me to be here and I'm here. Right. I made it right. two times. And people ask me, You don't wanna get your PhD? No. Are you it's expensive. Who's people? going to pay for That's it? That's the most expensive thing on me. Mm-hmm. You saying how much I work? Go ask Sally because right. she got it. She got. <laughs> she got all of it. She got. She's Navian. Navian. Right. Yeah. Let is. me tell you. I owe her a hundred thousand. She the real ass bitch. Don't give a fuck about nobody. nobody. <laughs> All she do is call you and ask her for her money. She don't give a fuck. No, because she will take it out your account. Listen, (laughs) I have. Do you guys have financial hardship plans? Right, I'm homeless. (laughs) I don't have it. I told her I was homeless. What the fuck? And she's like, all right, well. (laughs) She was like, you still work at Express? (laughs) (laughs) When she asked me, you still work at Express? I said, oh yeah, sure. I still work there. She's like, well, we gonna take, we gonna take this much. I was like. Take ten dollars if they could. Right. Go ahead, girl. Do what you gotta do. Okay. But yeah, fuck that, Sally. So yeah, we are, are we at final thoughts now? Oh, yeah. we could be because oh, I ain't got be like thirty second final thoughts. Oh yeah, we good. Um, on that. All right, so we are gonna bring y'all to the last and final segment of the episode, the sixty first episode of the People's Podcast. Thank you so much for listening thus far. <laughs> um, but we about to end the episode. Uh, we about to end this show with some final thoughts. Um. My friends are going to go first because I don't know what my final thought is going to be. Okay, so you got one. Go ahead, no, go, 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 go. So, um, so my final thought on this sixty-first episode of the People's Podcast, um, it goes out to um those people that feel that they're going so fast, but they aren't going anywhere at all. Mm -hmm. So, um. Shout out to me because I've been very consistent. On yeah, shout out to me. Okay. So, um, <laughs> directions is so much more important than speed. Mm-hmm. Some are going nowhere. <coughs> well, you need to have a destination. You're going nowhere fast. fast. You just speeding and you don't even know where you're going. That's like people on the street when they be driving so fast, they ain't got nowhere to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, slow down, sip on a cup of Joe. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the moment and tune in to tomorrow's Cup of Joe. All right. You don't got one? Um, Yes, I do. Um, 
Actually, I don't. Can you? Oh, Sorry, friend. Okay. Um. So this is to, um, my brethren. I know I speak to the women a lot, so I'm gonna switch it up a bit. Um. So, this is from someone on Twitter named at the Trap Witch because I don't like to plagiarize. So, um, unfortunately, death and loss are one of the only ways I've noticed men can be shaken and awoken to their emotions. In the past year, it's been eye-opening to watch men shed tears to the death of many whom they look up to. But it's also been a reminder to not wait until tragedies to purify your relationships with yourself others and wake up to what greatness you aim to achieve before you leave this earth 2020 is a year of brotherly love brothers wake the fuck up um mm. that's pretty self-explanatory you know let's my, my especially my black my black brothers um let's stop we're brothers right let's stop waiting until people die uh to show our emotions let's you know show more emotions to um whomever it may be i'm not just gonna say like your girlfriends or your wives or whatever like just just let's be in tune with our emotions let's be in tuned um let's be emotionally intelligent i think it's extremely important to be emotionally intelligent because if you're emotionally intelligent then you can express your feelings with your words mm-hmm. it, it's a whole thing there yeah so um i won't go too deep but yeah wake up man damn god <laughs> damn it um <laughs> I'm gonna keep it simple, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. All right. Um, no, I do have one. I have one. I have one. I have one. I have one. I'm trying to think of a common theme of everything we've been talking about. Um, it's 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 a new year. We're still in the beginning of the year. Um, but you know, we we can't walk into it expecting different things if we're not doing different things. So things won't change unless you change. You know, the saying that if you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result that's that's the definition of insanity um if you don't put in the effort to change that's kind of like like waiting for a cruise ship at the airport like that's never gonna happen right it's kind of cray cray so unless if you expect change from your life if you want something done differently that means you need to do things differently if you want to stop um uh, acquiring fuck boys and fuck girls in your life, then maybe you need to stop going to places you used to go. Stop doing the things you used to do. Stop surrounding yourself stop with. Fucking. Okay, stop randomly right, just now, fucking. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I don't know about stop fucking. But maybe know, you need to make some different decisions. You know what I'm saying? You need to do things differently if you want different from your life. Stop hanging around the people that you know you shouldn't be around. Stop doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Um. I'm going to leave that right there and say thank y'all for being a friend. Thank you for tuning in to this 61st. People's Podcast merch coming real soon. Okay. 61st episode of this People's Podcast show. We appreciate you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. Bye. See you next week.